0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, uh, surprise, I don't know, half episode, bonus episode, whatever. Uh, It's the Discount Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Wicklin, with me, Jovia Fang.
1: We're kind of a wrestling podcast.
0: Kind of. And because of that, we have, uh, Dave Rosenberg here of MichiganSportsAndEntertainment.com. He's there somewhere. Hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) I tend to forget there's a lag over Skype, sorry.
2: Oh, you're fine.
0: Um, and we're here... To basically just kind of wrap a little bit about uh, everything that happened yesterday. Yesterday being uh, April 15th, um, WWE, the Dubba Dubba, decided they were going to Dubba Downsize on their fucking roster and staffing. uh, Did you hear
1: what they've nicknamed it, by the way? No. Black Wednesday.
2: Oh, is that what we're going with?
1: Apparently, yeah. I keep seeing it on like Facebook and dirt sheets, and we're called. I'm like, that's really dramatic, but like appropriate. So, black
2: if you Wednesday. think about it, everything in wrestling is pretty much black—the uh, t-shirts, uh, the gimmicks, <laughs> in general. So that's kind of appropriate. I've heard red wedding, and I've heard um, Wednesday Night Massacre, which Oof. all seem a bit grim as well. Yeah. it's definitely it's definitely shitty what happened, but um, yeah, that seems apt um
0: jovi you have the list i believe
1: i do have the list
0: what was the total do you remember
1: oh god um and i don't know because they separate um backstage people who got furloughed and those who actually got fired and talent okay and like the official official number we don't know with god knows how many cameramen and boom people and anything else that got let go including office workers Okay. Which I'm wondering how many people in HR like got through their list and then like went to leave and they're like ah by the way we hate to tell you buddy
2: <laughs> my lord
1: <laughs> yeah like thanks for texting all those superstars now we need you to also go home
0: which yeah we'll get to the we'll get to the texting thing here let <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so you want me to name the list yeah all right uh, rip and peace to the following Drake Maverick Kurt Hawkins. Luke Gallows, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, <clears throat> excuse me, Heath Slater, Aiden English, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Engel, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, Primo, and Epico, Rowan, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, Diana Prazo, and Alexander Jacksik. The last two I'm not overly familiar with.
0: Yeah, I'm not either.
2: Yeah, they're NXT guys. I know that Alexander Jack like, I don't even think, uh, had had any time wrestling. And I know that two other people, I know like MJ Jenkins is a name that a lot of people were like, who is that? Um, and there's another name that I know I wrote down earlier that I don't even remember right now um, that literally never even began training.
1: Right. So I heard about that just, one.
2: Yeah, they're just cutting people um, left and right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's obvious that they... The way they see it, they need a massive dump. And, you know, wh- wh- I don't know what that list totals to, but it's got to be uh, a few dozen at least. Yeah,
1: I think it ended close to 30, including the backstage people who were furloughed. But mm. now the reports are coming in that by the end of this, it'll be hundreds. I don't know if that's yeah. hundreds backstage in the offices.
0: I mean, it's going to be a, a significant number for sure.
1: Yeah. And uh, I know there's rumors of Kyrie, Sane and the Iconics for some reason.
2: Right, yeah, th- those guys, I know they were on the chopping block, um, or at least social media would have you believing that they're on the chopping block. But from what I can tell, um, they're, they're safe. Of course, news can always come out. Um, but from what I understand, uh, at least from the sources that I trust, uh, that there aren't going to be any more main main roster cuts anymore big names it'll just be kind of these uh production people that we've been listing over the last you know 24 hours after the big initial one like i think rusev was probably the final name that uh, everyone's going to get a big shock shockwave from if i if the iconics left uh that would be something for sure
1: yeah definitely and it speaking of rusev being the big one uh i've got a group chat going and one of our friends like had it muted And he showed up like six hours into the situation and was like, oh "Oh my god, did you hear they fired Drake Maverick? And we were like, oh, you poor sweet summer child. Here's the list. And he just went, Rusev? No, that's (laughs) not fair. And I'm like, you skipped way ahead. We did this all day.
0: (laughs) Which, by the way, Dave, happy Rusev Day.
2: Yeah, it's... How does that work from now on? Do, Do we... Is every day still Rusev Day, or do we have to change the gimmick with
0: his name? In my heart, it's still Rusev Day. Mm.
1: Yeah, like, until he fun. gives us something else to hang on to relentlessly for no good reason, I think it's still Rusev Day.
0: God, it was so good. It, it, it was it, so dumb, but it was so good.
2: It's yeah, one of those it, things well, it's that, like, Vince you know, clearly guys hated. Like him and, him and in English, um, you know, a lot of people probably would have loved a revival of Rusev Day. Um, so you wonder like where, like, you know, where did these, how do they come to these decisions? Right? Like we talk about Epico and Primo. I know you mentioned on that list earlier, I, uh, people were shocked to realize that they were still in WWE. Oh, very um, much so. It, it's like, you know, some of these, some of these choices seem arbitrary and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it at some point, but it just seems like that they're posing this as, or at least the people defending all of this opposing it as a business decision Um, but if it was strictly business there were people who wanted to leave and there were people who didn't and there were financial hardships uh, that they could have bared just to keep people that were loyal to the company. You look at Drake Maverick who was the first person that everyone's talking about he's still going to be wrestling over the next couple of weeks even though he's been released from the company. That's how much that's got to hurt man.
1: Well you saw the video.
2: I'm sorry I didn't hear what you say. How much does he have to love this to do that? Oh, right? yeah. Like the video. Oh, yeah. He's so upset, but this is, his, uh, this is his career dream. And to see guys like that getting the axe when you feel like, I mean, how much could Drake Maverick have really been paid? Right. It's um,
1: not like, you know, they didn't come out and announce, well, we're going to cut John Cena and The Rocks pay. Because, like, right. God knows how many arbitrary big names are still getting paid insane amounts of money to basically never show up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not going to cut John Cena's salary despite his Hollywood glory, so to speak. He's getting on right now. But we're going to go ahead and cut people like Drake Maverick, who has taken every BS thing they told him to do and went, OK.
0: I think the one that really gets me is Mike Kyoto. I mean, you're talking about a dude since, what, 89? 89. You want to talk right. about loyalty, Dave. Right. Like, that is fucking that's loyalty, man. almost
1: my entire life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that pretty much is my entire life. And to just let that... He's also, like, next to Lil' Nage. Come on. He's like, the dude's got his own chant.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, they, I didn't get that. Zack Ryder was kind of funny to me. I mean, it I wasn't cried. funny. I'm not going to
1: lie. I cried. I expected it, but I felt bad, which you might have seen on our Twitter page. I was like, oh, no, not Kurt Hawkins. What is Zack going to do without his best friend? And, like, two hours <laughs> later, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess they can still hang out, but not in the best circumstance
2: (laughs) yeah they can uh, they have a youtube channel right (laughs) yeah
1: um the major wrestling figures podcast
2: right yeah so at least uh like if you look at austin creed xavier woods you know those guys i mean he's still with the company but he's been very open about building a life after wrestling and doing something for himself so that um if he ever got the boot from the e that he would be able to do this twitch and up up down down stuff and he would have you know he has two million subscribers there right Um, so like you know Ryder and hawkins like like you guys say you know they've got the youtube channel something to fall back on and then other guys don't you know so it's a it's a real interesting situation but uh and Those Ryder got a, just...
1: another internet lucky break today. Just released a t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees and in yeah. hours was number 1 on the site, which I was like, good to see that the internet's still going to rally behind this crazy guy who's been doing this since really before WWE even had any social media.
0: I wonder right. I wonder my question on that one with the shirt going to number 1 so quickly from a dude who Clearly underappreciated in the company. It was not taken seriously, at least not by management and production anyway. And you release him and that happens. To be a fly on the wall, you know what I mean? Just oh, to, like hear to hear Vince's Vince- reaction.
1: <laughs> Vince gets told and he's just like, Yeah, whatever, that guy always got over with the internet anyway.
2: It's it's it's, it's hard to even, you know, try to begin to think like a McMahon because They always have some sort of justification for what it is that they're doing, and I know that um, I know that somehow this will be spun that like you know it doesn't matter. Uh, You know, there's still people who think that like he was right to do what he did with Cody. I mean, Cody was clearly a bigger star uh, than what he was in WWE, and Vince McMahon just really does have a problem admitting that he was wrong about things. So uh, you know, that shirt boosting to number one in the sales uh, should be a sign that like hey, maybe you took some of these for granted. Uh, you know people with decades dozens of years with the company probably should have been a little bit more valued especially because Zack Ryder I mean his he just got married and his wife like just got with WWE that's that's, right that's the most fucked up part to me
1: well the other one that was pointed out I know a whole bunch on Twitter is like Mike and Maria have babies and she was on maternity leave when they let her go like that's fucked because you know they're not going to keep giving her anything that was coming with maternity leave
2: right um you know i know that that we we learned that the nxt talent right that got released is going to get the 30 days pay um and then after that it's just kind of on their own and you figure that that's something triple h wanted them to get uh you figure that the main roster people are getting the 90-day release, right? So at least that they'll get some money. They're usually paid during that period. And from what I understand, they will be paid uh, during that period this time around unless things change drastically. <laughs> um, and I also understand that they got a pretty – at least some of them were offered pretty decent payoffs to leave the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I don't know. I, I know that um, Gallows and Anderson, they just signed a really big deal and the money – that they were offered was in the millions for multiple years. So to get paid off for a deal like that, I would assume at least as a payoff for a million each. Um, you would hope. So these guys, these guys should be living. Okay. I mean, I, I don't want to say like, don't have any love lost for them because a lot of them are losing their dream jobs, but a lot of them are um, getting what they wanted, so to speak. And there oh, is some sure. uh, silver
0: lining there. But I mean, so there's for people like, you know, Kurt and Zack Ryder, Drake Maverick, I mean any of these guys AEW maybe not immediately but we'll Mm -hmm. definitely be reaching out to cherry pick some of them for sure
2: right 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 like um I mean the revival was like video today I'm sorry Carl Anderson already tweeted a video today I think and he um you know it had it said Santa Monica to uh Tokyo Mm -hmm. so there's already the rumblings of those guys going back to New Japan I know that you know they were one of the original guys in the elite and did a lot of the early stuff there. Uh, I mean, in the Bullet Club, I'm sorry. Um, so I think that there's natural stories for, like you said, for these guys to pick the, get picked up in a couple months. Just, you know, like this was the time to dump um, because of COVID. You know, it's just we're all at home. I assume you guys are like me and stuck at home with nothing to do. So these uh, wrestlers will be as well, just with a significantly better payoff than we got.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I was telling Jovi last night, too, like, it kind of sucks because, like you said, a lot of these people did want to be released. So what is the point, other than being a dick, to, like, to hold on to these people that clearly you know want to go and you have no intention of fucking using them to their potential or at all really, and then now the first sign of, you know, some hairy situations, you're like, yeah, that's fine, they wanted to go anyway. And I'm sure that's probably how he spun it. They wanted to leave anyway, let them go.
1: Well, right, that and right. snatching them up like that, like you said... Other than to be a dick. Yeah, there's no other reason Vince McMahon's doing that. It, same I don't as want anybody he, else to have him. Right, same as he bought up territories, same as he does a lot of things. Buying up this talent just to make them big promises and then, then stick them in fucking catering? Like, yeah. He's doing that for funsies. Look at EC3. He did it just to make Impact mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean... You know, Dave said it. It's not easy to think like a McMahon. I mean, how do you? <laughs> most of us aren't completely batshit crazy. So, how do you put yourself in the mindset of somebody like that? I mean,
2: exactly. He's he's he constantly justifies everything that he does. And i you know, if you asked him, uh, if you look at the WWE, if you look at their employee rate, um, they're at an all time high in employees. That's that's one of the things that they actually shut down. If you read it, uh, you can find it on WWE.com in their corporate section. That one of the things that they're saving a ton of money on and the bulk of the money, honestly, on is shutting down the production of they're basically making new, you know, a new, a new building because Mm -hmm. they had so many people working for them. They couldn't fit in the old building. Right. Um, So the justification is, you know, we're laying people off. We don't need to get the new building. So that's where they save the bulk of the money. Um. And then the talent cuts, you know, as well are part of that. And that's kind of what everyone thinks the money is coming from. But that's really not the case. Um, So, like I said, really as a McMahon, you could spend just about everything uh, that you're doing. And it's going to seem like the right business decision. And I think you guys are on Twitter just like me. Uh, There's this like, it's like 10%, but they're pretty loud about it. Um, telling me that I'm an idiot for condemning the company for doing such a thing when it's the right business decision and I go look when it's the when I said this on our podcast last night um, if you're starting with it's the right business decision during a pandemic, you're probably being a dick.
0: Yeah. yeah that's not the way to go like right now Basically. you should be taking care of your people.
1: Well that's the same thing as like
0: the people that make you the money by the, the way
1: the right. oh so lovely small percentage, I hope small percentage of people that were like, well, why didn't so-and-so get fired? To a point that I almost felt bad for Baron Corbin in the first time in my life because he was like, look, I'm constantly getting mentioned in how I should be next and not for nothing, you can hate me all you want, but this is still my job. You're wishing right. somebody to lose their livelihood. Like, right. come on. And those people, I just... How can you do that? How can you look at Zack Ryder being let go? And even if like in kayfabe, you've hated him this long. How can you look at him and be like, good riddance?
2: I mean, you have to assume that those people are uh, are, are privileged, you know, privileged to an extent that, you know, shelters them from whatever reality, you know, this actually is because I, I don't know. I mean, I know several people who've lost their job. I myself, uh, you know, don't you know, I'm not doing the same work that I was doing a few weeks ago. Um, but, you know, everyone makes do and like this is literally the one time um, in a lot of people's lives that like this is where you have to be a good person to everyone else. And that's just I think where people are somehow drawing the line and they say, no, business comes
0: over people. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are saying that. And it's kind of it's a sad, scary thought. All in all,
1: all these people, like the protesters and everything, got to open up the economy. And like it's the same hey, people I, that have like that the attitude in Florida. Oh God! Yeah.
0: Yeah, the willingness to accept the money, you know, over that much human life is is insane. I saw it's somebody
1: insane. justify the fact that Linda McMahon donated to the Super PAC. Uh, it, what was it, eighteen point five million? I believe right before they were declared essential by saying well yeah but Florida would have made even more than that if they had held Wrestlemania with a crowd
2: uh,
1: and I was like what hop skip and a jump of logic did you just uh, take
2: it's yeah I mean you know the the, the relationship between like you mentioned Lind- Linda McMahon's super pack the America first pack um, donated eight, you know 18 and a half something like that a million dollars to Florida Um, and and this is like, I know a lot of people think that this comes straight from the mouth of Dave Meltzer (laughs) or the wrestling observer newsletter or the liberal news media or something crazy, Right. but I mean, this is, I, I, okay. So you guys don't know me that well, but I'll explain a little background on myself. I recently graduated from college. I'm a journalism student or I was a journalism student. I'm a journalist now. I cover uh, sports and whatnot. Um, but I went to school in Orlando and The place that this is all happening is Orlando. Now, unfortunately, I'm not there anymore, so I can't be near it, Um, but I do know like a lot of good people that worked at Spectrum, uh, that worked at WESH, which is a local TV station there, that worked at the Orlando Sentinel, and I I follow their work because one, I trust them, and two, I know that they are the closest people to the situation and that the best people uh, to get the best information from are the local journalists because they are the closest. Right. Um, so if you follow these people works, his name is John Alba. You can look him up on Twitter. He's with uh, Spectrum over there in Orlando. Um, he actually just did a podcast with Josh Nason, who's one of the guys who works on the Wrestling Observer website. So I'll plug that as well because I think that's something a lot of people who care about this should go listen to. Um, but this is just a real question that journalists looked at and they saw the timeline and said, hmm, a, a super pack." headed by linda mcmahon who was a member who was was very close ties to trump we all know this Mm -hmm. um donated such money and then the same day the executive order was given out to where days before the sheriff's office in orange county was being sent to wwe to shut them down because they were not essential right and then they're deemed essential um and i know everyone says this is all sports and stuff but like that's why we're looking into it it's fishy all sports are affected by this but The Orlando Magic didn't pull this to make it happen because they wanted to host a scrimmage. Right. So this is real journalism, and this is, like, really how... Like, this is one of the most major things you're going to see. I'm pretty sure that there was an entire segment um, on one of the MSNBC shows last night on this, on, on WWE. There were clips of Raw in an empty stadium, or the PC, yeah. on MSNBC because there are questions about this i mean this isn't like hoopla and propaganda like this is real stuff this isn't right kooky aew biased journalism this is like real life no this is
1: literally being like oh my god the amount of ties from the mcmahon family to the trump family are getting tighter and scarier by the second (laughs)
2: oh it's you know and, and then the joke was the joke was a couple of weeks ago right that it was just okay well the president is is in the wwe hall of fame which you know it was, was hurt some and
0: like has a w- sense of
2: joy for others but wtf
0: right. on that first of all yeah
2: <laughs> i mean he, he he was you know he was i won't i won't deny that he brought some degree of popularity to the business it's not a you know that people remember that people i'll give remember you that i'll give you McMahon, that man trump if Trump got his head shaved.
1: Right. Uh, and I was just saying that last night. I was like, for God's sakes, he had a hair versus hair match with our president. Which I hate and, saying and, that sentence, this
2: first is, of all. <laughs> right, right. And and this is Vince McMahon is the same guy um, who, who's being referred to by Trump and being put on this you know so-called economic task force to get the economy back up and running Again. along with dana white um
0: <laughs> i heard that laugh it's,
2: the great it's hard McMahon, to are, say it's are you kidding like i'm sure they will get the economy back up and running at all costs no matter yeah. how many people die i mean dana dana was a supervillain in real life and had to be stopped by disney so disney had to stop a real life supervillain to stop the ufc from running a show and Seemingly nothing will stop Vince McMahon from having the WWE run a show. So I do believe that they will get the economy uh, running, just maybe not well. (laughs) That's not a good look, though.
1: No, it'll get running as much as the WWE was running yesterday. Like, you see his plan now, and if that's the plan he brings to Trump, Trump's going to love that plan. That's his favorite plan. Just fire people. Which, side note, we have a theory we'd like to present you. Sure. Donald Trump wants to be Vince McMahon.
2: Wants to be Vince. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> does. I mean. Yeah, it was. Right? I, so, 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 oh man, I, I hate getting into politics, but it just, <laughs> this feels like the okay place to say what I'm going to say. Um, is like when when Trump was running and I was watching the news and I saw all of his stuff, I was like this is raw right you look at his rallies it's fucking raw right i mean and he cuts a damn good promo republican democrat whoever you are he cuts a good promo you know what i mean
1: it might not make
2: sense but neither did the iron sheiks no yeah exactly he still doesn't he's he's mr mcmahon without an austin it's it's he's trying to turn you know hillary clinton or, or joe biden into into steve austin so he can be the the you know heel that gets over that he thinks he will because business always succeeds but i i mean i think that that is not the craziest theory in the world because uh vince mcmahon is insanely rich he's a billionaire uh and he's he's a king in his own world right if trump doesn't want to be a king in his own world i mean this isn't like a joke like if you sneeze vince looks even disgust and it's a bad thing for you right if like you know, th- this guy is literally a king and he calls it the WWE universe, and everyone does the same talk speak nineteen eighty four bullshit that convinces him that it's true. So right. I think Trump would like nothing more to be in that situation. Also
0: yeah, he stole say, Vince's uh, catchphrase.
1: Yeah, that's the simp like the simplest. Wasn't theory, even subtle the about it, just straight up no, stole your
0: fired.
2: <laughs> he thought he did it better.
1: <laughs> right. God,
0: how wrong he was. <laughs> So, um, I did want to mention, um, I think that we had kind of touched on it earlier about the the method in which they were letting all these people know about their releases. I think that is the most spineless shit I've heard in a long time.
2: Right. So I haven't heard about this. Did you say that people got let go by text?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, the, if you look up I don't have it on hand right now if you find the transcription of the actual video conference call uh, was just released early today um, and by the end of it he tells "It's the phrasing's a little weird he does say those who are furloughed would be texted with further instructions and to just sit by your phones essentially so I don't know if like they were being texted to go to some website <laughs> they were yeah, they legitimately... were being texted
0: to go to their the WWE website to go to their page to see that it wasn't right. fucking there right, right. okay
1: yeah so I'm not that. it's very oddly phrased because at first it was being reported that people were just receiving texts if they were fired but the actual wording from the conference call apparently is that those who would be furloughed would be texted with further instructions which also sounds
2: super villainy
0: yeah await oh, further man. instructions please.
2: This, yeah, unfortunately, that is, that is how, I mean, that, like furlough, I always associate with the government because I associate right. it with like a government shutdown, right? And you know, my my family works with the government, so you know, we've been on furlough before. Um, the one of the jobs that I was going to be doing before all this COVID stuff was I was going to work with the census, so like you know, that's put on halt as well. So I I kind of understand all that, and I got a, you know I got an email or a text and it said hey go to the site and check out um like further instructions and whatnot so it's very similar in language and 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 whatnot so I you know maybe I can give the benefit of the doubt to WWE and something like this I don't always want to make them out to seem like a super villain but you would hope that everyone uh everyone got calls and and I mean the thing even if they did get calls they they clearly did not get enough time because as we've seen from Drake Maverick and I don't know if you guys saw um, the guy who used to run around with the hamburgers and tacos. No way, Jose. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: His video was heartbreaking.
0: Too. I have not seen He's, that yet.
2: Oh, his, it's, it's, fa- it's sometimes you can just see people's faces and it's just like, yeah, part of their soul just got taken away from them. And he it's going to be really, really hard for them to get back there.
1: He was so upbeat in the video, but like just his face. He was just like, it's OK, guys. And we're still waiting on Heath Slater to say anything, and I guarantee I'm going right. to need like a twenty minute cry after he actually says anything.
0: She did. Right. She did end up in tears over Zach.
1: I did, and then I changed into his T shirt.
2: Just uh, you guys saw the. Did you guys? I don't know if anyone watches the show actually, but the bump um, on the WWE Network. They're oh always putting God! Videos out on YouTube and whatnot. Um, so they they started releasing a podcast, and I I, I pride myself on my. Ability to be listening to a podcast at pretty much any time uh, I'm doing something else even if it's editing my own podcast I can I can listen to both because I have two ears um,
1: <laughs> but, Superpower but, but, so huh? I,
2: I was listening to the the bump uh, I think the inaugural podcast episode that they put out last week and I And, and he's Slater was on it and mm-hmm. of course they were doing, you know talking with Drew McIntyre doing the whole 3 M B b stuff um, and it really got emotional, you know because Heath was so happy for Drew, and Drew loved him like a brother. You know what I mean? And It right. was just like, to see a guy like that get let go, right? And then I've already talked about Drake Maverick enough, and uh, people who just care. I that's the part I don't get here, right? Like I, I'm willing to take, you know, explanations on a lot of things, but um, you know, when you tell your investors that you've got half a billion in cash, you know, and people are going to argue that hey, they can't just spend that, and I'm not saying that they can, but they do have it. And they're still on pace like I don't know if you guys know about WrestleNomics but they did a, a whole thing about if WWE didn't run a show for the rest of the year they they would likely still come out uh, as their most profitable year ever
1: so I did see like, that going around I didn't know that's who that came from
2: right and WrestleNomics is one of those places that I'm you know, able to quote because I, I trust them I don't just have all these off the top of my head uh, because I'm uh, you know I, I I know every Twitter account and uh, <laughs> blog that blog that write stuff. It's Bro, you had me.
0: You've had me fooled for like twenty something minutes. <laughs> I'm listening to you talk. Like, damn, I suck at doing this.
2: <laughs> no, I, uh, I, yeah, but I. It's just uh, those guys I trust, and and I think that if that's their assessment, that WWE could have taken this hit. That I'm going to take their word on it, um, and believe that you know, and, and further my belief that I just don't understand why all of these cuts needed to happen to the people that didn't want it to come um like i said rusev Gallas and anderson uh people who've asked for their release cool you know have right. that that's like a personal decision you know if it's hey we need to cut a little bit of money and we're going to ask anyone who wants to go if it's time sure well
0: but yeah but if you're if you're going to ask, ask them numbers. that's one thing yeah but if you're going think- to take it and you're going to be like oh they wanted to leave well, fuck them. I mean, yeah, they wanted to leave, but they wanted to leave at a time in which they had shit planned. They had an idea of what they wanted to do. It's right. it's a dick move for you to deny that and then just kick them in the balls when everybody's down right now. And at least they think they're going to be safe because you were just deemed essential, quote unquote. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, well, that was the one that really hurt me, too, is I was telling Anton uh, last night... One of the last tweets before this went out from No Way Jose was him flying, like, across the country to Florida to perform for Raw, a man who's never on TV, is doing all this, uh, technically risking his life, and gets fired two days later.
0: On his own dime, no less.
2: I, I mean... You know, I ask this question a lot. It seems, but you know, how much does WWE value? How much? Do, not WWE. Let's you know, let's call him out. How much does Vince McMahon value these people that have made him a billionaire? I he's a him. smart man, and I know that he's responsible for a lot of this empire. And and there's a lot that was done that probably no one else could have done. Right. But, you know. To some degree, he lucked into Austin. He lucked into Rock. He lucked into Undertaker. Those oh, are once-in-a-lifetime sure. things that just do not happen. And they are what propped him up at their lowest point. And for the him yes not movement? to understand after that, to respect the talent, I just don't get it.
0: It's... I don't know. It's, uh, it's fucking... I, I don't have any other words for it. It's despicable, really, is what it is. And it's it's fun, it's funny because I'm like... Fuck the WWE over this and like yeah you know let's cancel WWE Network or whatever the fuck and let's do all this. But I'm sitting here talking to you, watching.
1: Oh, we're watching Hulu.
0: We're, okay, we're on Hulu. <laughs> but we're watching SmackDown. Like so.
1: Right,
2: right. Because irony we're is not lost we're on me. Whores.
1: Well, we're, yeah. We're content
2: whores. I, That's, I, the world. That's
1: the world. Yeah, I mean, I I told him when he came home because we're both essential workers, but I'm just coming off quarantine and yesterday as all the news dropped I was just watching Hall stream with Pacitti and refreshing my Twitter and you know back and forth with like your Twitter page and this other one and group chats and yeah I 100% especially in the wrestling world stuff like this happens and our world stops like they let go of three people at random and we're like oh no it's begun yeah
0: the day of reckoning is upon us <laughs> one more time it has come again because yeah, when was the last time they did this when was the last um
1: time? like a big like a fire sale style yeah. it's been a so while the, la-
2: the last time i remember cuts um obviously there was like a little earlier in the year right like a couple of people got cut and that was the first time we'd even heard um talk of people leaving the company Obviously, Luke Harper is one of those that that we know of and he's moved on and whatnot. But um, the last time I remember it was like when Eva Marie left. You know, this is like 2016 or 17. I mean, they have been hoarding talent and, you know, it's been a topic of conversation um, in that hardcore, you know, wrestling group that, you know, does like to find things that are wrong with the company. But it is a fault uh You know, don't monopolize everything. I mean, maybe that's just how you look at the world, but why have wrestlers not doing anything when they could be doing things elsewhere? Just, right. mm-hmm. you know, because you offered them more money than other places would. That's just gross business
0: to me. It is, because, yeah, you offer them, you know, you give them a little bit more than what the other company is going to offer. And, there's always these like are a like, yeah, shiny
1: pebble somewhere in these contracts too they're yeah just... they're
0: like this is my opportunity i'm gonna stick around for this and then you're like okay well if he's willing to offer me x amount of money you know and it's more than the other guy is offering me i would think personally that that means he values me more than that company is going to value he
1: me. values me x amount more
0: right right and then but yeah he,
2: he... But that X amount is the bottom line. (laughs) Right. Honestly, it is it is That X amount is really all he wants to pay you. Yeah, when you ask him for something more and you say like, well, hey, like, you know, maybe this isn't going so well. Let's uh, talk about, you know, arranging how my push is or let's talk about my character. He goes, well, I paid you what I paid you and you're going to do what I paid you for. And that's, you know, to be to be a monkey. Like, I don't I don't know how else to put it. He wants you to dance and, and the best. Um, like I'll be I'll be straight with it. I, and as a hardcore fan, which I call myself, you know, I, I think I get a lot of shit for this. But my favorite wrestler is Roman Reigns, um, and it's because I like the way he toes the line between being a lackey to Vince McMahon and being his own person. And I think that how he's handled this situation um, proves it. You know, he he backed out even at the biggest possible point, right? You know, he's gonna right. get heat with Vince. From, for backing out of WrestleMania uh, well, at the 11th hour.
1: I've given him so much respect, definitely recently. I guess more over time as you kind of get to know him when he's not, when he does more off camera, more interviews, more right. Twitter. But uh, the one that really got me was when Goldberg won the title and he, the first interview, he straight mm, up yeah, was yeah. like, I'd rather face the Fiend at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt's been working harder than anybody lately. And I was right. just like, holy shit.
0: He yeah. had that look on his face in the video, too. You can see it. Like, he's kind of unsure about what he's saying. Right. Like, before he says it, he's like, fuck, I might catch flack for this. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. Saying it.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, it's about towing that line. It's uh, it's really hard to be – another guy I give credit is, like, Michael Cole because it's really hard to do what Vince wants – and still be like mildly successful and as much as people hate michael cole i mean he's got vince mcmahon in his ear constantly like can you imagine what <laughs> no. it's like to have vince in your ear like you know it's, a, it's an arm
0: drag god damn it like, nope please, kys like, uninstall <laughs> it's, it, it would be so bad and
2: i michael literally
1: nicknamed my anxiety vince mcmahon because it was easier to tell my anxiety shut up when it was named vince mcmahon so no i (laughs) couldn't imagine that like at this point like anxiety is like that friend's never gonna speak to you again i'm like shut up vince you came up with the gobbledygooker
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right it's it's this insane person who's telling you these crazy things but he's got all the confidence in the world telling you it
1: (laughs) right so you're like oh fuck he must mean it
0: (laughs) you know there was a whole docu-series on netflix about a person just like that
2: (laughs) oh yeah yeah
0: the Tiger King have you oh have you not seen him
2: <laughs> oh I, I so I just finished watching like the third or fourth episode. oh my so friend,
0: it, you were in for just the most beautiful of train wrecks
2: it is i mean i I like I know I don't like Carol baskin no, and I'm like back and forth on Joe Exotic every like two minutes. I'm like, ah, he's kind of lovable, but like also what a piece of shit. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the appeal really uh, yeah uh, i was watching it um it was one of my family members and they had to tap out because uh it was it was not for them even during this <laughs> trying quarantine time with nothing else <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: even this if I, even that can't entertain people I'll stick yeah, around yeah. I, I actually right, ended
1: up i ended up watching tiger king because uh a buddy we interviewed. I don't know if you know of GLCW out here in Wisconsin.
2: Mm, no.
1: Yeah, it's uh, they have Blizzard Brawl,
2: semi-known Great indie Lakes promo.
0: Championship Wrestling.
2: Right. My uh, the other guy who I'm I'm David, obviously. Dave.
0: Oh um, hi, Dave. But uh,
2: <laughs> but uh, Dustin is is the other guy who is on the MSE Pro Wrestling Twitter. So if you guys ever see us tweeting, it's like. I think in our bio it says something like seventy five percent me, twenty five percent Dustin. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really just me spamming tweets constantly, and Dustin will like chime in every now and then. You'll know because I make him put his initials when he uh, tweets. Or you'll but argue with him. He's, yeah, he, he's yeah, or I do argue back and forth with him. I don't, I don't like to let his points that I disagree with stand. But um, <laughs> he's up in Michigan, so I'll, I'll have to ask him because I, I'm, I bet he's heard about it because he's, a, he's real good about that stuff. He's been a wrestling fan a lot longer than me, but. Uh, I'm kind of a bigger nerd about it, I think, so.
0: <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, but what was your, what were your I, you were leaning into something there.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: God damn it, now I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, <laughs> he kept tweeting about how Joe Exotic had been a wrestling promoter back in the day.
0: Um, and, like, oh. the
1: documentary doesn't touch You're, on it.
0: I don't know, did you, I think you played the pronoun game there. Because you started talking about the promotion, but I don't think you ever actually mentioned Dave.
1: Oh, Dave said our friend
0: David Hero, the yeah. owner of the GLCW. Go ahead. Sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, David was tweeting about how Joe Exotic used to be an indie promoter down in the south, and how he was shocked that they wouldn't use that as part of a documentary. This batshit insane, because he also used his Tiger King persona and animals as part of his indie shows. What the. Fuck. And he was on like two episodes of WCW or something. What the fuck? Yeah. So like, it's this worse. Is awesome.
2: <laughs> it's somehow. Why would they not put that? Right. I was like, I get why you don't put wrestler in the crazy ass documentary. <laughs> until you said he used the animals and the gimmick <laughs> like in a wrestling that yeah, like was he
1: was full just Jimmy. himself joe exotic the tiger king but in indie promos which makes me think nobody has video but it's like the whispers in the indie promoter thing and i'm just like you mm-hmm. all just know this and i asked him and he was like well yeah everybody knows it but he just talks like that because he has been friends with indie promoters for 20 years so Ooh, he's like, right. yeah, of course, it's Joe. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's jo- you just know of this guy this whole time. And you <laughs> didn't tell Joe. me.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, that's incredible. You that don't is, know Joe? That's yeah. Joe. You don't know Joe? Yeah, it's Joe. Come Tiger on, come King. meet Joe. I'll, I'll, let's go meet Joe.
2: <laughs> so so I think your original point was that that's, that's how you originally heard of the Tiger King. Yeah. Hell yeah, I would watch the show after that. Glowing endorsement, right? Like, this is the guy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, this is gonna be
1: amazingly awful, like thousand percent chain wreck. Thanks for the recommendation, sir.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Shit. Well, now that we've got the Tiger King out of the way, um, Dave, man, this has been fun. Thanks for joining. I thoroughly appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man. I, I, I am. I. If you can't tell by my Twitter. I really like to, like, argue or just, like, talk a lot about wrestling <laughs> because I think that it's a super fascinating, like, thing that I, like, I, I'm I'm 20, I'm turning 24 this year, so I'm, I'm pretty young, um, and I didn't start watching wrestling for, like, four or five years ago. Oh, and really? Once, when I fa- yeah. Right. So like, I think the first match I ever watched was like the Reigns taker match. So like people <laughs> asked me, like, how did you get into wrestling after that? And I was like, well, I thought that that was kind of cool. And then I remember Roman Reigns bleeding once and I was like, is that real? And someone was like, no, it's not. And I was like, OK, all right. Cause it got <laughs> me and I'm pretty smart. So there must be a lot of other idiots who buy this. So, like, I, I just thought the business Hi. was fascinating and that it's like a world of con men. Um, and, and if you can if you guys can't tell, I, I prefer the, uh, like the behind the scenes more than I do, uh, talking about like, I love wrestling itself. I think the performances are great. And like, uh, you know, I give my, uh, star ratings on matches and stuff, but I just think that the, uh, this kind of stuff, the, the behind the scenes, the dark side of the ring stuff, if you will, right. Like that's why that series is so popular. I love talking about this stuff. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely.
1: Oh, definitely. I love talking about that stuff. I'm like a third gen wrestling watcher. So I'm like a a special breed of sorts because, like, my grandpa watched it and he would tell me all about the really old school guys on black and white TV and he exclusively called it wrestling.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) And so, I like love those people, that's, yeah, that's like how I learned my right? kayfabe from that. But then, like even my grandpa would be like, "But Ric Flair is actually an asshole," and I'd be like, <laughs> "No, duh."
2: <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the best stuff, man. Like that's a, uh, you know, and and like I said, I'm pretty young, and I and obviously I got into liking the business and learning about the business um, real late. But the thing that's kept me going, especially in the past year or so, because honestly like Raw and SmackDown is just so hit or miss on like, maybe it's okay. And maybe it's just God awful Um, is going back. Like I I watch, I watch so much like old Nitro and, uh, and Thunder and like, you know, like Raw and SmackDown, obviously from like, you know, 20 years ago and the old manias, I was just going through all the Halloween havocs. And of course I'll read the wrestling observer uh, because I think that's like a great way just to get a slice of history uh, from the week. And, you know, like, just guys like, I got to talk to um, to Sid, 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 Vicious Justice, Sid Udi, mm-hmm. um, and and I got to talk to him, and I just basically learned all about who he was and kind of what his role in the business uh, was, in you know the eighties and nineties, and um, like getting to talk to old timers like that. I think that is how you like do get respect for kayfabe in the business and oh, understand what it could be today, and I think that's how you are going to get young people into the business today.
0: I mean, that's what they're trying to do, really, with AEW and this whole like Dark Order Jungle Boy Jurassic Express thing. Man, there's a a dinosaur. MJF, yeah, there's a fucking. (laughs) They have an actual literal dinosaur. Okay, but it's got
2: that 2020 spin on it, right? Because he comes out and talks like, "Well, actually, I have a master's
0: degree." Right. I'm educated. I'm not just gonna fucking maul you.
2: My
1: favorite stuff is like the deepest of kayfabe I've seen in a long time was Matt Hardy premiered on AEW as Damascus, seven thousand years old or whatever, and like immediately, Luchasaurus tweeted, "Oh to be only seven thousand again, Damascus." Oh, and I was just like, Jesus, that is beautiful. Like that is like I, did, I thought social media would really kill kayfabe and uh, here we are. Well, it's
0: just it just shows you that like, it can if you use it improperly. If you know how to use it correctly to your advantage, and especially in, like you know just dumb little jokes like that. That's beautiful. Right, right.
2: That's actually this is one of the guys who used to write for our site. Um, he's one of my good friends, and we came up with the term new kayfabe I mean I'm sure people have called it that before but there is to us a new kayfabe where to some degree um like maybe you're not working the marks but you're working with the marks like right. if we're the marks right like play along with us because now that we know we're suspo- we're supposed to suspend our disbelief like we'll play with you <laughs> let us do it but have a good you know like give us what we want to do it you know what I mean right. don't like don't throw the same shit that you've been throwing at us for two decades, and go like, "Well, you liked it twenty years ago. Why won't you do it again?" It's because we know how you do it, Vince. So, like, I think <laughs> that's one of the reason AEW um, has this like, like you know, beat of the fan. Like, it's just it's real.
0: It's it's real on the pulse. Yeah, right. we did like that shit twenty years ago. Today we like Orange yeah. Cassidy. He doesn't try, but god damn it, he's still good somehow and he doesn't put any right. effort into it. Also, did I mention the literal fucking dinosaur?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I and like MJF might be one of the greater examples Such a dick. of new K Like he's fucking relentless. Children, adults, parents, Twitter. Oh, f- doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, fuck those kids.
1: Yeah,
2: like I that's you guys determination. Have no idea how much I love MJF. He, oh my god! Like my name, you guys, you guys said it is Dave Dave Rosenberg, which is if you didn't know, a pretty Jewish name. Um, doesn't My show. middle name <laughs> is David Benjamin Rosenberg, so I have a very Jewish name. A little bit. Um, and so does Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Yeah. Freeman. <laughs> so I like. I just remember seeing him for the first time, and I was like, "There's this loud." 23 year old Jew Who's just screaming At everyone and being an asshole I'm in love right. Because it's the gimmick that I've always wanted to be able to do In real life but societal norms Will not let me And that's you know again why I fell in love with pro wrestling Is because you can do It's like being a ventriloquist um, But like there isn't that like subtleness Of we know that Jeff Dunham's an asshole Because he's saying racist jokes but with a Hand up a puppet's ass <laughs> Right
0: that's good. I promise you, sir, anytime we ask you to guest, you can say whatever the fuck you want here. <laughs> I appreciate it. This is a free Thank you space. so much, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you again for being here. Go ahead and plug your shit quick before you get out of here.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll make it quick. At MSC Pro Wrestling. Um, that's our stuff. Our new website is up. Uh, it's not so consistent yet but check us out if you want it to be more consistent it's a bhm pro wrestling.com we're going to be changing our twitter name soon enough uh to that but we kind of like the msc handle that we had before and it's what people kind of know us as uh so we're having a hard time making that switch over but yeah those are that's where you can find all of our stuff and uh thanks so much guys
0: yeah I'm looking yeah, forward to having for you back coming. on man
2: of course anytime
0: all right man have a good night
2: all right bye-bye bye-bye
0: oh that's it that's fun. What a fucking good guy. Oh no, no, take <laughs> the headset off yet. We're not quite done. We're not. We got to huh? get out of here. Okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we might have another one of these planned. We might not. I don't know. Things are in the works. We'll see if it happens. Uh, if it doesn't, then I hope you enjoyed this one. And um, yeah, genuinely, no shit, I really enjoyed that. I can't fucking wait to have that dude back on. Yeah, tell awesome. you
1: yeah. that was a good time. He's always so good to 24. talk to people that are like new to the business too. Oh, because it is like it's a it's like a weird swelling of pride when somebody says something like that. We're like the kayfabe and the backstage yeah. drama, and I'm like it's like keeping an eye on 18 circuses. Hell yeah, welcome to it. Yeah, credit <laughs> for
0: him, man. Hell yeah, what a do. Hell of a writer. Hell of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you guys very much. Um, we hope this uh, has entertained you in between episodes, and uh, we hope there's more stuff like this to come. Maybe not about people getting laid off um our hearts go out to all the staff that was just laid off yesterday um it's really fucking shitty and i genuinely hope that a lot of them have success in the industry just elsewhere
1: yeah good luck to all of them and will any of you who maybe at some point listen to us at all and are like well yeah these guys make so much money. Why would you have so much emotional investment in them, especially right now? That's not the point.
0: Not I a lot else seeing, going on.
1: Yeah. I, well, I keep seeing a lot of that. Like, well, these people have like millions of dollars, like we were talking about earlier, and I just, yeah, it's still, it's still a big deal. Either way, to lose your job so suddenly, so yeah, whether they're comfortable or not,
0: still sucks. So. Yeah. And then, no, good luck to everybody in all their future endeavors. And good luck to you in all your future endeavors. And we'll see you next time.
1: Woo, woo, woo.
0: You know it. Click.